0: As the recording of this, Spencer... Yes? (laughs) Don't look up the Lolo Bunny challenge (laughs) on Twitter. Oh, God. That was trendy today. I'm just going to say it's graphic. (laughs) It's super graphic. In other news, Spencer, you saw this as I I posted, because you didn't actually read it. You thought it was a serious award. And it turns out most of the people on Facebook who liked my post... Probably thought the same. I think they also thought this was a serious award. I got... uh, A letter, an email, if you will, from a one Joanne Riley. Mm. Very professional letter. Yeah. From a professional Who's Who's publication. (laughs) Spencer, I'm going to read this letter to you, and you tell me what you think. This letter serves to inform you that you were recently nominated for inclusion in the 2022 professional Who's Who's publication. A very legitimate-sounding publication, in my opinion. Mm. America's most trusted publication and community of top executives. Because I'm a top. Top. When you think executive, CEO, rich motherfucker, you think of Caleb from the DPW (laughs) podcast. That's who you think of. (laughs) Your prompt response is required to ensure your profile information is submitted accurately and within the allotted time periods. I got to get on that. Yes,
1: you got to hurry. Uh,
0: And they got the link. And then they got more rabble-rabble here. Each candidate is selected individually based on your current position and previous achievements, giving you the opportunity to represent your industry and profession. So, it doesn't say what my profession is, but they know it. They know it. They don't have to tell me it because they already know it, obviously. They know it. You know it. Everyone should know it because I'm a top executive. Yeah. Once listed, you will be featured among thousands of accomplished professionals. Thousands. Thousands. Not hundreds of thousands. Not hundreds. thousands. thousands. Thousands perfect number. Yeah, it's sounds- not that many executives. Yeah. But that also means that not every executive mm. got picked. Being listed within Who's Who will help build your brand and reputation online. I need that. Get the recognition you deserve and showcase your skills and achievements you worked so hard for. Uh there's no cost to apply, but uh they got some 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 things you got to submit. Mm. Probably fucking social security number. number, yeah. Oh, uh, but this is my favorite part. Your achievements are truly impressive. And I congratulate you on this accomplishment and have brought your name to our attention and look forward to receiving your submission. Hey, finally somebody fucking recognizes.
1: I think you're going to be a star, Caleb. I think that's what that means. I think
0: once I give them thousands of my own dollars, I will be a star. You don't have to pay them anything because they just take it out of your bank account for you. Yeah, it's very convenient, actually, when you think about it. Uh, It's what I always wanted. (laughs) I always wanted to get... uh, into that who's who's publication and dream come true. So knock the, that off the bucket list. The The funny thing about
1: about them calling it that is because uh, DC would used to do run these things like every few, year, few years they'd put out like a bigger book and it'd be like who who's of whatever. And they that's where you'd have like the almost like the back of the cards where you'd have like the yeah. picture of the character and like their information and stats and and, and like first appearances and all that kind of stuff. So you might be in the DC universe, Caleb. You never know.
0: This could open up some serious doors for me, I think. Um, I'm so excited about this. And when I posted this and I got what looks to be a lot of genuine likes from people that never like any of my posts, I'm like, damn, I know I've made it. (laughs) I'm so excited. Everyone's excited for me. Um, I don't have the heart to break the news to them that this is clearly a fucking scam. (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Who's who Public could have came up with a better name. Who's whose publication, but it was a very well crafted letter. It was also an image letter, so I actually had to click the allow button so I could <laughs> see this ridiculousness. Uh, what made me even click that to begin with? Oh, I deleted that. I don't have the actual email anymore. But
1: now, do you think like because you said you know you got uh, a lot more likes than what you normally do on that on that stuff? Uh, do you think that was just people trying, like, oh, I'm gonna fucking
0: try to get on early now. Like, oh if he, yeah. If
1: he's getting to, if he's getting published, then he's gonna be. If
0: he's top executive, yes. I need to get on this now. Getting on his bandwagon. I'm assuming the haters will be coming out soon. <laughs> I'm assuming my haters are gonna come out the woodwork, and then I'll have to, you know, always defend myself online from them, and have mental breakdowns on Instagram Live, and all that fun stuff will come when you're a top executive like myself. Yeah. For what? You don't. You know what's weird though. At work, technically now I'm besides a one man corporation. I am also, <laughs> yeah. I am head of operations, <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking I'm the president of the company now because I'm the only one that does my company. Because it's a it's a two part company, and now I'm the only employee of my company. So I'm thinking I could just say whatever I want. Yeah. Now I got to do a bunch of clerical work and office shit, and I'm like, okay, well if I'm doing that, just just give the company. And I was thinking at some point. Can you give yourself a raise? I'm thinking, but at some point the owners are just going to end up like quitting or something because everybody just keeps quitting. So I'm assuming the owners will eventually just quit and just hand the company to me because that seems to be the progression here. So I'll just own everything, but I still won't be able to get my fucking face on on the side of the trucks. I've been trying <laughs> for years and they just won't do it. It's like I'm the I I am the company now. You have to put my face on. Uh, and and they all. I had a conversation with the uh one of the owners about like. The whole goal of the company is essentially not to make profit or to lose profit. That's like most of these companies do because uh, the taxes and shit, I don't know how it fucking works. But you're, you're not really supposed to actually make money, at least for a long time in the tax write-off business and whatever the fuck they do. But I'm thinking if you really want to waste money because they've been wasting money on purpose,
1: Yeah. put my
0: fucking face on the truck. Right, yeah, what's a, what's a yeah.
1: more waste of money than that,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, folks, we have a fabulous show for you today. Uh, Spencer's gonna be the host because I'm dipping out because, uh, I don't, I don't want to be involved in this anymore. So I'm, sure. I'm top executive. Yeah, I you, can't, you, you, this is beneath you now. I could do the cold opens, <laughs> I could do the cold opens and maybe I could do like, you know, a Zoom call for 20 minutes yeah. here and there, but I cannot be involved. Yeah, like you, you're too busy right I now. I am way too busy. I'm a rich man now. I'm living on fucking high on the hog, so. Uh, anyway, stick around. We got uh, some wonderful space music, which maybe I'll change to like a nice corporate jingle. No, yeah. Um, like some elevated music. Yeah. i hire uh, who wrote the State Farm. They got a jingle. Which one of them's got a good jingle? General. The General. I like their yeah. jingle. We'll, we'll get the guys who did the General's jingle to do the DPW jingle. Yeah. Are listening to the drunken pen podcast, you mother fudgers. We went Christian now we're fudgers. Oh fudgers! Yeah, I, I want to. You know, gotta be family friendly if the brand's gonna. Yeah. You know, be more available. We're gonna to have everybody. to.
1: We're gonna have to go PG like uh like WWE now.
0: No, they're not PG anymore. They finally quit because the old McMahon is gone. He's out of there. Anyway, I am He's your... fired. 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 I don't want to do the... I'm going to hurt my throat. Yeah. Uh, I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Madrid Mongoloid Church. Mm. I was going to say uh, Madrid Maniac, but I thought that was too cool. Yeah. So I made you the Mongoloid.
1: <laughs> that's a- That's more accurate.
0: I actually wanted to make you the Mongolian Mongoloid, but I feel like that just doesn't Something's wrong with that. I don't know what it is.
1: It, it sounds more
0: racist somehow. I always thought the term Mongol sounded bad. I mean, yeah. That's what they are, Mongols, but it just it sounds too much like mongrel, yeah. I guess. Um, I don't know why we're talking about that. We don't really have much of a topic today, Spencer, but we got to keep the folks updated on our actual writing progress. Yeah. First and foremost, Spencer, I have decided on a course of action Okay. that is probably against my better judgment. So I have uh, recently befriended some poets. Okay. Some beatniks. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not beatniks. I just that's the only poets I know. I don't know. Are they even
1: beatniks anymore?
0: No. No, they're all hi- beatniks turned into hippies, turned into corporate 80-shills who did cocaine, right? I think that's the progression. I don't know. They're baby boomers. They don't exist anymore. So it occurs to me that it seems to be way easier to get poetry published than it is to get fiction published. Just a test if it really is easier, I decided to write a very shitty poem. Mm-hmm. I'm not on purpose,
1: ev- on purpose. Is shitty on purpose?
0: Mm, I would say so. <laughs> it took me not even 10 minutes to write, so I would imagine... I'll read it on air here, because fuck it, why not? It took me maybe 10 minutes to write, so I'm imagining that means it's shitty. Now, I could not f- go on full contemporary... I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do contemporary poetry that just doesn't rhyme and just has a bunch of, like... Shit, you know, and I feel like if I did, I would have really got uh, published somewhere. But I submitted to one place, the very first magazine that I found. I just submitted to it. I don't even know what it is, um. So I'm waiting to hear back on that. It didn't have a fee either, so that's obviously why I submitted. But I'm just gonna read this here because if it does get published, I'm gonna laugh all the way to the bank, <laughs> Spencer. But I'm gonna tell you on whatever episode that I find out, I'm gonna be like, Spencer, it got published, and <laughs> and then people go back to this episode, and be like that piece of shit he read got published. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this poem Spencer I had no theme when I was writing it but one one does come out um, let me see what what did I call I called it dirt is my love
1: okay it's
0: a very pompous stupid title already I wanted something that will sound intelligent but isn't mm-hmm. and I wanted something that deals with the overdone love topics but you know he's cool because he turned it on its head mm. but I'm not turning it on its head I'm doing a shit job, and this was a shit post, and I hope to God it gets published just so I can finally go, I knew it! I knew it! Poetry's fucking easy to write. You don't have to be good at all. So I'm going to read it now, Spencer. Forged in chaos in the smithy of my soul, I walk through myself and I am no longer whole. That's already a great intro because I just ripped off James Joyce for both of those lines. That's just a rework of what he says in you, uh... I think Ulysses and Portrait of a. The ending, the forged in not the chaos part, but uh, in the Smithium, my soul part. That is from Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Hmm. And then I walk through myself, and I'm no longer whole. I think that's a rework of a line from Ulysses. So I'm already excited. Shut my eyes, so now I can see the truth among lies, the truth in between. So now you're reading between Ooh, the lines, man. Yeah. yeah, very cool. I'm gonna throw in some metaphors, maybe they're not actually there that's what i like because i hope people read in between the lines quote Uh, unquote i made it very obvious that yeah he's talking about reading in between no there's nothing in them lines there's nothing in the lines. (laughs) there is something you want to know what it is i am in the lines unreadable and unknown a blank space ignored the words never shown oh yeah it's getting heavy now yeah it is fault lies within for you saw what you wanted a heart and a soul and my feelings undaunted Lies upon lies told to yourself because I cannot feel for I exist in stealth. What's going on, man? Why am I existing in stealth? You want to know why, Spencer? Why? Do tell, <laughs> please. Do tell. I have to revisit the spaces for this. Then, my blank spaces are just as they seem—no hidden truths or what you want them to mean. You cannot believe the truths of today. They cut too deep and they get in your way. Ooh. Ooh. Here's where I, this is my favorite one. For my heart is poison, toxic and sick. I have no good, no good to pick. From the rubble of what I used to be, all is gone, there's no good to see. But you won't quit, you cry and you plead, for you still think that my heart can bleed. Uh Uh-oh, what's wrong with this guy? Why is his heart unable to bleed, Spencer? searching for a light in the darkness of my soul you think i still exist but my forge has gone cold revisited revisited the forge Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: doubling down on the forge metaphor a callback they say callback
0: there is no me i can't love you back the light is gone and all is faded to black mourn me in despair but it matters not the dirt is my love it is all that i've got in life you pray to not let me go, in death i say it must be so. For i no longer feel when you are left alone. It cannot be changed. The hard earth is my home. He's a dead guy, Spencer. Mm. He's dead. He's fucking dead. That's why he can't love this woman cuz he's dead. Twist. <laughs> so,
1: if you were that at any coffee shop, you'd get a, a a smattering of golf claps as you finished.
0: It rhymes. It rhymes. Uh, so my plan here, if I get published, when, you know what, if I don't get published by this magazine, I'm not going to submit it anywhere else. Yeah. If I don't get published by this magazine, like I said, I befriended some poets. So I was looking up like the first places. It was from the list that they sent me up where they got published. <laughs> so I wanted to see, like, well, if they got published here, I'm just going to see if I can, because you know, I don't know anything about good poetry. I read some of their poetry. And I was like, it seems all right, but I don't know like anything about contemporary poetry. But if they got published and then I get published, I better <laughs> judge the quality of their poems if that gets published. So, anyway, if I don't get published, I'm just going to put that on the site for, like, a Halloween fun. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Because that, that's that's kind of what fits for that. But if I do get published, I'm still going to fucking be an <laughs> asshole put it on the site. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, I like uh, it. I like it. Yeah. But I'll be really upset if I get published, and it's that—that's that, your first publish. Watch <laughs> it blow up. Oh my god, this is amazing. And yeah, then,
1: and then forever on your byline, it's gonna be uh, what, what was the name of the thing—the the love and mud or something. Dirt is my love. Dirt is your love. <laughs> it's sounds like a first...
0: fucking '80s rock band like song, like a shit, like it sounds like a Puddle of Mud cover band. Yeah, <laughs> dirt is my love. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh. That's what I, I did, and you know one reason why I did that? Resistance. I was resisting actually writing my book. For, <laughs> I was like, ah, I need to do this. You know what? I'm going to write a shitty poem instead. And no, like I said, it only took 10 minutes, so I actually did have to go and do real writing yeah. after that, but I wish I could say I had fun doing that. The most fun part about that was just looking up quotes from James Joyce's work to kind of steal. Like I said, I reworked it. It's not the exact quotes, uh, and I made it into a poem form, but only like two or three lines <laughs> of that, but... That'd be another thing that's funny is if they publish that thing and like the Smithy is my whatever is like fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's like no, that's not. That's not only James Joyce, but then the David Foster Wallace stole that for a story title as well because mm-hmm. he had the Smith. The soul is oh, yeah. not a Smithy. So anyway, before we go into my writing, since I already discussed one aspect. You, sir. You seem to be writing the same paragraph Graph endlessly. Endlessly. endlessly um, At the end of your story, yes. and
1: it's growing and growing. And, and it, grow. conti- it continues to grow. James
0: and the Giant Peach, there's a sequel. James and the Giant fucking short story. That yes. doesn't yes. end.
1: Yes. I'm closing in on 17,000 words. I'm probably going to be right around that by the time... I feel like
0: the last time you told me, it was like 11,000 words. Yeah, f- and you were like, oh, I only got like two paragraphs left. <laughs> what
1: the fuck happened? Well, it's just, it keeps on fleshing out. Like you hit, a,
0: you hit the Caleb level now, yeah. where it's just like, I can never stop writing this. It just needs to grow.
1: Yeah, it just needs to grow and grow
0: and grow. To be fair, there's a lot worse problems to have than the Thomas Wolfe issue of just yeah. continuously expanding your work.
1: Well, it's like I was... Um, Explaining to you a little bit before recording that, um, because now I basically just, uh, I I figured out what I did was, like, I wrote this story that, like, you know, I wrote the main story, but there's going to be, like, a couple, like, subplots and different things going on, and I just haven't wrote any of that yet. (laughs) So in some weird back way of like i'm already because i know the things that i have to do i'm already kind of making the endings for those kind of or not like not necessarily the endings but like um it
0: sounds like you're gonna need scrivener or something where you could actually m- physically move the scenes maybe. around because if you're doing this all in google docs like yeah and you're that's gonna be a lot of moving copy and pasting that sounds like scrivener would be better cuz then you could just lump everything into individual scenes yeah. and chapters and then just move them.
1: That might yeah, that might have that might have to I'll help you with that. that. Yeah,
0: that's I don't think it costs Is it free? I think it was free when I got it. I don't know if it's still free. If it isn't, it's not that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably not that bad of a thing to have.
0: Yeah, and well, I mean, there's a learning curve, but like I said, just the scene moving is so nice cuz you could like I love it because like how my story, my novel is now, I might end up like I said might change things where it's alternating scenes. It's, so, or like oh. chapters, so I would probably do do it that way.
1: Well, because then I was also realizing too with this story, like that might just be like with my longer stuff. That might be like how I might have to do just like write because you know most novels have multiple kind of story or like a like a main storyline and then like some sub storylines or like chapters that cover, like, some other characters or whatever. Uh, You know, very rarely is it, like, from a straight A to B kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking in the future, that might be how I might have to do Is just, like, this is one storyline, and then I'm going to write the other storyline, and then, like you said, get, like, a Scrivener or something like that, and then I can divvy them up, like, this chapter is this, and then I cut to this chapter is another thing where you flip to another... Because I also heard, like, that's a good way to keep your readers reading is like you know you get this one story you end that chapter on a cliffhanger and then you go to a whole nother story i like books like that because it keeps you reading and then you end that into with a cliffhanger and then you go back to the original one so like you're always keeping them that's what Uh, uh coin locker babies did remember yeah pretty much yeah yeah so like i don't at least yet now i don't know with my writing, like, the writing level that I'm at now, how uh, to just manly in my head be able to jump back and forth like that, you know what I mean? Well,
0: you know what I recommend, since you already did all this in Google Docs, Um, and again, if you want to get Scrivener and, like, actually transcribe and move shit or whatever, you could do that, but I would recommend maybe just draw, at least wait until you're done with whatever your, you know, your final piece here, and before you add stuff, maybe do, like, i don't know like a, a plot tree yeah
1: probably yeah that probably so be you could out. have
0: middle line that tree trunk is just the main plot but then you have all the branches that go out and then you yeah. can kind of figure out how to connect like seeing them visually at least yeah. helps me when i think of stuff like that i'm like oh shit i'm because then you don't forget stuff either like, yeah, you're you like
1: for- oh yeah i definitely want to have this i didn't scene. wrap up this
0: guy's story right like, yeah 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 you could have like you know oh this, this limb gets chopped off early it's not that important or this one like you know needs to connect back to the tree or whatever you could do a bunch of stuff like that, but just seeing it visually, I do I find, does help a lot.
1: Yeah, but it's still definitely a lot of, like, seeing what works when writing a story of this size.
0: Do you think once you're finished, it's going to be a novella or, like, a novelette? Well, I'm thinking it's going to be one of those two, yeah, because, like I said, I'm already... You know how many pages it it's at now? Like seventeen, uh, I can't seventeen thousand. That's gotta be like what twenty five pages. Something? Yeah,
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm right. Like on Google Docs, I'm at like right around 20,
0: 25 or twenty six pages. So if you put that in a regular book format, that probably like fifty, I would think. Yeah. So you, I mean, you could be closing in on a novella by the end of this because that's like at least a hundred pages. I
1: he- I always forget which one because I've been I've been looking it up with like. Out of the novella and the novelette. One of them's like around like 20 and one of them's around like 40,000 words. Novelette I think is the 40 because I think that one's bigger. We
0: we looked it up on here before and it was uh the novel it was very vague with the actual sizes, but like the novelette I think starts at like 15 to 17,000 or so. oh, okay. why? don't I Just look now. I'm pretty the novelette's the shorter one I'm pretty sure which I don't know why there's a real distinction why wouldn't you just say that's a short story you know
1: yeah it's so we- it is weird because like there's a short story novelette nov a uh, um a novella and then a, n- a
0: full-blown novel yeah see uh, this is even more a novelette is 7 uh 7500 to 19000 words so you're already at a novelette okay that's just that's a short story let's yeah. just call it what it is yeah yeah I guess you could put it, maybe they're thinking old-timey, like a Frankenstein or something, if it was only that many words, but it was still broken into chapters or something. Mm. Maybe you just break it into chapters. I don't know why it has to be... Uh... Oh, there's chapters. Yeah, so a short story, 1,000 to 10,000 words. Novelette, 7,500 to 19,000 words. Novella, 10,000 to 40,000. So you're even at a novella technically. Oh, okay. Nice. I always pictured a novella... I think an old man in the sea. that's my idea of a novella, something that's under one hundred and fifty pages. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, that's kind of almost like the a lot of the um uh, like those uh h g. world stories that I read because like I think they might have been like I think some of them might have been closer to like two hundred, mm. but like that's the that smaller paperback like you can put in your back pocket right and you know run around or whatever. Yeah, that's
0: and I kind of, I like reading those too from time yeah. to time. It's nice. It's like a little break, and it's like almost like you're reading a novel, but you know, it's. A and novel.
1: I always kind of, I always kind of pictured my stuff like that, anyways, or something like where we you know years ago when we read like the black, yeah, you know, something something like that. Like I really don't, at least now, see myself writing something more than like. A couple hundred, like even that, I find is like would be kind of hard be for me, yeah, for me, or um, or at least like um, uh, without it being broken up in like that, like smaller, like novels, like, like there was that one other like short story that I was working on for my own collection, and it's like it, like I have an ending, and then but I also have like an idea. Like like a sequel, but it's like it's like a sequel to like a short story. Like yeah. that's kind of weird. Well, couldn't that almost be like you know Sherlock Holmes style? Kind of, yeah. It's like the
0: individual adventures, or you know, the characters go through individual trials and tribulations. But it's
1: like it's it's hard because it's like this story. Like, and again, probably like I'd never went back for a second draft of that. So I'm sure again, like I'd probably add some things, take mm-hmm. some things out. So I'm sure the word count will be different. But it's like. At least for me, it's hard to be like, well, that's how long the story is. Yeah. And I have this other idea that can spin out of it, but, like, to try to put them together would make no sense. Unless if it's, like, a collection mm. of the whole, like, you know, the whole thing. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's very weird. I don't know if it's just my uh, history of reading, like... Like, with, like, the comics and stuff and, like, the graphic novels where it's just, like, a... It's more serialized. It's, yeah, it's more serialized. And, and you know, it's always end, it's always continuing its ending, but it's always continuing kind, kind of stuff. So I don't know if that's just somehow wired in my brain from just always reading that kind yeah. of stuff. And I don't even, like, realize it when I'm writing, but... Well, yeah.
0: as an author, it's really fun but also scary when you start hitting more substantial work in your journey. And then it's, like... Oh, now I kind of have to like start to figure out what I am and what I'm yeah. gonna be and what my work's gonna be. Because like when you're just writing short stories and flash fictions like we were for a while, that's that's it. Like it's just there's you know just working on the craft. I'm just writing and having fun. Like there's no real pressure on you to like, oh, am I gonna be like a genre writer? Yeah. Am I gonna be known for this? How am I gonna market? You don't care about that. stuff. You're just having short stories. Once you start hitting like even you know novella sized work, it's like okay, I need to focus more on. How am I gonna market this? Yeah. Like is this something I'm actually gonna sell? Because once you hit works of that length, anything over twenty five thousand words, are you really just gonna keep getting it out for free? Yeah. Like if you wanna just give it out for free?
1: If you're gonna put that much time and effort into it, you're gonna wanna try to make something off of it. Yeah.
0: Or at least give you know, put it out to a wider audience via publication of some sort. Yeah. I'm I'm always interested in it. Like I'm in that boat now because like, not just because I'm working on my novel, but I have written longer works and stuff. And I've given out longer works for free. I, I can't remember the longest work I put out for free. I'm sure it's like 25,000 words. Or... Well, what
1: about that bizarre story that you wrote? That, that was, was like...
0: See, that was like your daily rounds. So that was serialized. Yeah, but... Uh, but I, I mean, it was a one-story story uh, but I I did put it out for free and that was probably 15 to 25,000 words somewhere yeah. around there. Cause I
1: feel like that was longer than my daily round serialized story. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I,
0: I've, I think I've done that a couple times. I can't remember, but, uh, like even like my Asher Kang story, that was like what, almost 20,000 words or something like yeah. that. And I was, but my plan for that was like, I was thinking about making that like a series like the Conan story mm-hmm. and I still want to do that in the future. I just haven't got back to it. A while ago, I started the process. I put everything in Scrivener and set it up how I would do it as a story collection. Because uh, I like that idea, and I think it's fun. And even if you write short stories, even if they're on the longer side, you can collect them and then put out a collection yeah. to sell.
1: You just, it's, one, it's a collection that doesn't have as many stories. It, it has yeah. fewer, bigger short stories instead of, like... 20 smaller short stories you might have
0: like 7 longer short stories what sometimes I like because when I read short story collections that have a lot of like when you have a lot of little stories it's nice because you kind of blow through them but Mm. at the same time it's almost like you're not making progress Yeah. because you're just like okay that's like 10 more stories and I'm only 50 pages in what the fuck but if you have longer stories like a Stephen King with different seasons yeah you know you read one it's like a quarter of the book you're like oh shit I'm like halfway through almost Mm. it seems like like you make good chunks but it just comes to your taste, too, as a reader. Like, a lot of people like the really short fiction. I think a good book, like, is kind of what we're going to do is have flash fiction, longer stories, and mostly probably, like, medium-length stories, I yeah. think. Yeah.
1: Well, Once you finally get around to putting that out.
0: Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I I wanted to start that in October, and I still might. It just depends, like, how many submissions. Because we got a good bit of submissions in. Uh, and I already started the process last weekend of cataloging all the ones we have and I read some of the shorter ones. And so far, we got a lot of flash fiction, which is great. I love yeah. that because then I could just, you know, move through those real quick. But um, the main thing with those two is if I do like the ones I accept, I have to edit them afterwards yeah. because I don't care no matter how good of a writer you are, unless you hire an editor to do it before, uh, like check out your work before you submit it. I always find mistakes, like usually just small shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, that just need, like, the author wouldn't even notice they were changed because they didn't notice them when they submitted. Uh, and I'm sure, like, that always makes me, when I read that kind of stuff, I'm like, God damn it. I know how many things I've submitted probably were riddled with typos. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or even stuff we put on the site. Like, again, if I'm editing something I wrote and put it on the site or something you wrote and put it on the site, I'm still missing stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're just one person. And- well, I
1: mean, how many times have you read something from, like, a like a, like a famous author from a big publisher and you're reading and it's like Still typos, yeah. There's typos or there's, like, a word missing or something and you're like, what happened here? And you're like, which almost kind of makes you feel better.
0: I actually find that more with contemporary fiction. with all the technology and stuff, I can tell that they're edited less because they just use, like, whatever software they have to go through the basic edits. And then somebody probably reads over it once. And I'm sure, like, the plot stuff is what they're mainly focused on. But, like, the spelling and grammar, there's a lot of fucking mistakes you'll see in some books. And you're like, really? Stephen King's got a book that's got, like, ten errors in the first half of it? Like, what the fuck is that? And, again, it's usually just, like, you know, the word the twice, the, the, or stupid shit like that or words missing. But my Works, Spencer. Yeah,
1: where where you at, sir?
0: Oh, god damn it! So I'm in the middle of my story,
1: the swampy middle.
0: I I entered the bog. Literally, I'm in Ireland, and I fucking entered a bog in my story. Like a dumb <laughs> fuck! And it's I'm writing it like it's a bog. Oh god! It got to the point where, so the last couple days, I yesterday I knocked out a couple. I would say in the last two days, I knocked out I don't know five or six pages, which is nice, pretty good yeah. for me lately. Like I've been trying to do more. But I like I said this when I hit this middle part, it really slumped me down to like I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Where it's like I'm hitting fucking where I was hitting a couple pages a day, and now I'm hitting a couple paragraphs a day, uh, and that's just that's just my again the resistance has really been eating at me, and I think it's just work and all the pressure of being top executive and shit. You know um, what?
1: You know what I think we need, we really need to do is like uh, either at the be- the beginning of each year or the end of each year we need to re reread that um. The book that my The War on Art or Yeah. Whatever that is that that my brother got us. The War of Art or something. Yeah. Or at least that the the the, the front the front trying to cover before we got into like the Muse stuff that we kinda Pressfield or whatever they got. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, both of us after reading that for the podcast.
0: Had a good stretch, right? Yeah,
1: we was putting out some words, some pretty decent words there.
0: Um there is it's not Stephen Kotler. He does like the flow stuff. He might do it. I don't know. I, I wish I could remember. There was a guy whose whole deal was talking about like resistance and fighting the resistance, it's like that book, but without the woo-woo Buddhism yeah. or whatever he and the religious shit that was in the end of that book, which was very weird because it was such a good book until I yeah. hit that. And I was like, I don't, I don't really care about the this muse. Stuff. Yeah, but it was like a religious muse. It was like angels being real or something yeah. weird, from what I remember. Um, But anyway, so I'm in th- this boggy middle, right? So, like I said, I knocked I, out I don't know, five pages or so in the last couple of days, and I hit a scene that would be perfect for a chapter break. I was like, all right, this is a good cliffhanger, and I looked, because I've been trying to keep my chapters about 10 to 15 pages on average. Like, yeah. I've had a couple that are longer, uh, and I don't think I've had any shorter than 10 pages. Those five pages were the chapter so far, and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh. and it's not the kind of thing, because again, I'm writing this by hand in a notebook, so those five pages might only be two pages. I don't know when yeah. I transcribe it, so I'm like. Well, I got to keep going. So I just did like a scene break and I'm going to keep writing. But I was just like, Jesus, why is this one scene? Because it's only one scene for this chapter. So it's like, why is this dragging so fucking long? Why is it so hard to write this? (laughs) And it sucks because right over the horizon, once they get out. You can see it. Once they get out of this proverbial fucking bog, I got such cool shit I was coming to. And you can see it. And you just want to get to it. Oh, I just want to get to it. And I have what's really going to fucking kill me is after this scene. I have one or two chapters. I got to be like a big transition uh, before I get to all the fun stuff because it's like a big transition that's going to happen. It's going to really, like I said, that's why I'm thinking about maybe changing the way I uh, format this book because it's going to get real fantastical, which is going to be pretty abrupt. But if I get to that without the transition scene, then it would be way too abrupt. People are like, what the, f- this is terrible. So I have to ease into it, but I need, because I'm at a big climax now, that's going to go and, like, kind of chill out. It's like the climax that leads to the cool shit. So I, I need to get to that, but it's just like... May,
1: may I suggest that some somehow while you're in this bog, maybe if you can, like, uh, like fit in, like, a uh, Swamp Thing-esque kind of monster creature, Maybe. To to put the story along a little bit, f- you know, make me make it a little more fun to, re- to to write, maybe move the story along a little bit.
0: I have a <laughs> creature, it's not a swamp thing, but I do actually have a creature that's coming. Nice, it's a uh, it's an Irish mythological creature. Okay, so it's gonna be like I said, well, even before I get to the crazy stuff, this is where the crazy stuff starts. Uh, this is like the taste of the crazy stuff. It just oh, man, it just sucks because I was supposed to be done with this by now. I mean I made a lot of progress and I'm very happy with the progress. It's just like, God damn, if I didn't get stuck on this like middle chunk, I would have been home free, really. I would have just until I get to the ending, which I have not been able to figure out yet.
1: <laughs> That's one of those we'll get we'll figure that when we get there kind of things. Also what's
0: really troubling though is the whole catalyst for this story, the whole the title of this the, the novel and what we've talked about on here before, the main plot of the novel has taken a back seat to what's been happening. Oh. So I have to go back and rework things to really reintroduce this thing multiple times, make it the important part of the story because it's what the story's supposed to be about. But it's just like I veered off into so many different cool things and different fun things. But I'm just like, if I don't keep this at least at the reader's eye level, they're gonna they're gonna be like, why is this all of a sudden important? Yeah, when it's supposed to be important the whole fucking time. That's gonna be something that's it inter- Like I I've brought it up. It's just I don't I don't think I did an adequate job of keeping it at the forefront of what's going on. And I think I need more. I need more. Flashbacks. <laughs> I need a couple more flashbacks, is what I need. Are you not a
1: uh, fan of flashbacks?
0: I don't have a problem with flashbacks. I just don't like writing them. Okay. I, I
1: don't know why. Because uh, I just like, I know some people are not a fan of flashbacks, either <coughs> when it comes to like their own stories or just in the fiction that they read.
0: It just really depends how uh, it's done. Yeah. And I'm not the guy to do it right. I've already had one flashback, and I was like, that's enough. Hmm. I don't need another one. But no, I need if I either need another one or I need that one to be really like more detailed. Cause again, it's very important to the character development that's going on here. And my characters also have become a little stiff, a little cardboard in well, this bog. Like they got wet and literally they got drenched in the bog and now they're kind of soggy and not very interesting. And I need to fix that up because writing characters in the crisis situation it's it's a lot more difficult than I realized because I've done it in short stories, but that's you don't have them fleshed out in short stories yeah. generally. So I already had them fleshed out. So this character acts this way, and this character acts this way, and this is how they interact with themselves, and this is how they interact with other people. How do they uh, interact in a crisis, though? Mm. And then I'm like, oh, now they're just like panicky cardboard people that don't have personalities. I need to work on that.
1: But to as much to your chagrin, from. Uh, just as everything that I whenever we talk about your story you, you know that you're working on and all what I hear from it and and stuff like that, it seems like it might be a story that might do better with more flashbacks. what well, I'm thinking it's
0: gonna and gonna need them mm-hmm. and
1: uh, and we can get the, we can get more into detail after that after recording if, if, if you want. Well, but, we uh, could
0: discuss this one matter on here. I'm one part because I was thinking about because we talked about this on here like I'm have having this whole underworld element and everything's gonna get real fantastical yeah. and it's almost gonna be like an adventure right I was thinking previously I talked to you about making like every other chapter set in that and then it would just be like jumping back and forth yeah. to like past and present but I like what you just made me think of something. What if I did that with the flashbacks instead, so I can develop this backstory in maybe short chapters, mm-hmm. so to break up. So, like I said, tend to
1: you can have like a big to, chapter and yeah. then a flash a flashback small chapter, and, and then I back can, to the big story.
0: Yeah, then I can really tell that backstory without bogging the story down. Uh, because and there, I, that's one thing I don't like about flashbacks is when you're in like the moment, the story's progressing, and then you grind it to a halt to tell shit that mm-hmm. happened before.
1: But I think that will also be good ways to, like, hey, you're talking about your characters interacting. That would be good ways to to seed their interactions and different things going down the line with those those flashbacks.
0: And another problem, the way my uh, novel starts is the characters already have a history that is not discussed because I jumped. Basically, what it is is they were a couple when they were in their, like, teenage years, and they broke up. But then they got back together and you're only seeing the initial, what would you call that when they don't resent each other, but there's a little resentment from like their previous failed relationship that, you know, that just like that linger, almost like if, they didn't cheat on each other, but like if somebody cheated on somebody and they decided to give them another chance, there's yeah. always that like little lingering. Mm-hmm. So whatever their problems were, that hangs over and that's something they have to get over. So that's where you start with them kind of fighting. Uh, but they're trying to work things out, and they're trying to give it another go. So that means you have all this backstory that the reader doesn't know about them, and that's what I've been trying to introduce. And in you the can slowly,
1: you can slowly unravel that. Yeah. In so those flashbacks. I think
0: that would be a good move, and then that's where Scrivener will be great because I'll just finish the novel like I'm writing it now, and then yeah. I can just write add those scenes mm-hmm. and like work it, and then I might not have to do as much work as I thought because yeah. I don't mind writing the flashbacks. It's just uh doing it in while it's, I'm writing. It's like, kind
1: of like what I was talking about, like writing the different plot lines at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, where am I going to? It's a, first of all, it's hard to switch gears if you're really focused on this one thing, but you know, like, uh, in the novel, it's going to break here and then I'm going to have this other part of the story. Mm-hmm. And you may not want to write that part of the story cause you're already into the main part so yeah, like you like you were saying with the flash, that's basically you with your flashbacks. Like, and I think, you have your flashbacks, and I have my multiple storylines.
0: Yeah. And I think what I can do is steal from the other novel that I I did the outlines for years ago that I just never I didn't get to writing because uh, I wasn't ready. It was it was too complex for what I was gonna do. But I think I could do a part of it now because. Uh, Cause of course I'm a fucking douche. My main character, he's an aspiring writer. Oh yeah. And um, but he's a student. But anyway, that really doesn't matter. But what I think I'll do to implement the flashbacks, what I was gonna do in the other story was like the guy, he wasn't a writer, but he had a journal, so he would mm. write the like the things down, and maybe I will do that, and then I could change perspective too, cause mm-hmm. then it could be first person, which would be a nice change of pace. So I could do some of those short flashback stories from the journal side. Uh, how I'm gonna introduce it as like is he writing it now or is he re- is she reading it like that's gonna be a little complicated. Well, but I think that would be a more natural way than just like insert random flashbacks. Well, I know now
1: too. Like with my story, I, the beginnings not what is not what it is now.
0: It's completely different
1: it, because well, first too because like when I when I first started, I didn't really have like I had like an idea. You know, I had I had a loose idea of kind of where this was going, but then I, you know, as you start writing it and it starts to take form, you know, it's uh, the 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 beginning I have now doesn't do a really good job of setting some of the stuff up. Right. So I think then too, once I finish it, I'll have you know you you know like the big pieces you have now. So now it's easier to, to see those pieces because you already know what you have, or at least what you what you most likely we'll have at the end. So now the seeding and the f- foreshadowing and the setting of the stuff up is a little bit e- it will hopefully be a little bit easier cuz like now I know what to set up to yeah. instead of trying to set stuff up blindly.
0: Yeah, that's that's always like a, that's hard. Again, that's and like that's such
1: like the the weird thing with writing or any of the arts in general is that it can be done in so many different ways depending on the person and what works best for them or how they like to do things.
0: Well, if I could sound like a gatekeeping douchebag for a second, I think that's what separates the creatives from the non-creatives. When you have writers who... This, and this obviously doesn't apply to everyone who does it this way. But if you have a writer that goes, oh, this is the story I want to tell. And then they could just write it A to Z that way without any changes. And I'm not talking about somebody who does heavy outlines and stuff. Because that's a different kind of creativity if yeah. you're doing detailed outlines. But somebody that could just have an idea for a story, write it A to Z and be like, that worked out great. Now, some writers who are create, like very creative can do that like kind of on accident. Like a story does unfold that way. But for most parts, like creatives like us... Uh, again, sound like a douche. Creative's like, oh, it's not like you, <laughs> fucking jerk. Uh, but like, creative people, painters, anybody, singers, even, it changes on the fly sometimes. Mm. Like, you're just like, isn't, and it's not just because oh, this isn't working or it needs to be like this. It's just like you know, it'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> or you know what? Actually, I like the way this sounds better. Let me like just well, things like that. I mean, I've heard
1: countless stories of in interviews and talks of novelists, comic book writers, artists, whatever. So many times when like the thing changes in the middle. Right. Because, like, you know, you have what you think you want to do, but then once you finally get into it and the shit's flowing and you're going and and you're just like, oh, but then there's this I could do and there's that and there's this thing I didn't even think of and, like, that stuff that I had before, that's garbage. Let's get yeah. that out of there. <laughs> like, So it's very, uh yeah, it's very interesting. I would like to to know like almost like a master class thing but almost with like you know like like what is stephen king's like like i would like to see document like a like a like documenting like this is stephen king how he whatever book he's working on this was the process for, from beginning to end like how would he write like we know like he tries to get six pages a day but like because like he said the guy who's like who could just write from a to z and what and like mm-hmm. I put, like, that's something, like, Stephen King could probably do, It's just, like, da 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 like, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't think he, like, you know, at least from the perception of him, like, you know, that he puts off, it's, like, you don't think, like, he's just mauling at the keyboard, like, I don't know what you should never, I,
0: what I, him, like, you know. You don't hear much about him in the editing process, and I don't even know if on writing he talked about that too much. I don't remember. They like, talk about, like, his editing process and rewriting process. Well, he, uh,
1: he's, uh... He's a huge panther. Yeah, I know so. he's a
0: huge panzer, which gets him in trouble sometimes. But uh, all like an, all the time. But like he had the fourteen oh eight story he had in there and stuff. But I can't remember off the top of my head any stories he talked about like big changes he ended up making to him post first eh. draft. Like obviously every writer's gonna make changes, but like I'm talking about like groundbreaking mm-hmm. changes, story changing like kind of changes uh i don't that would be yeah that would be very interesting to see and, what
1: and, di- and just different different authors and stuff yeah. just how that that create process of like yeah like, that would be a cool feature like if like people are like man how are we gonna sell more like physical books and it's like you can give them like a cd or like how uh, or like a, or like a code to like something you can download or stream where it's like you like it's like a half an hour four or five minutes and it's just edited yeah. together from like uh, like, or them just at least talking about it like, well, first, I had this idea, and I got this one and I realized, well, like, whoa, whoa well, this is way cooler and I'm gonna go this way instead of that way. And like, you know what? I just right. think that'd be a cool thing for people who are fans because even like not as like even as a as a writer myself, as just like somebody who, Likes the craft and stuff like that. Would you, I would just like to read. Well, it's know, like seeing your
0: favorite like comic book artist do his thing, even though yeah. you're not a comic book artist. Like that's really fucking cool. Oh well, man,
1: those 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 speed lapse time videos yeah. when you just watch them drawing and you know for like a splash page or like a commission or something. If you I could watch those all day. Well, I could watch those in real time, but just yeah. I mean that's at the time. Like why? Comedians, like, you watch him doing the. Yeah, that's why I like getting commission sometimes too. But like, hey, do you mind if I just? I don't want to rush you, but do you mind if I just watch you like for a little bit? you know, to see make this blank page into this fucking cool thing, like...
0: Well, if you allow me a uh, bit of a digression here, I watched, and I was gonna send it to you, and I should have, uh, maybe I will, uh, it's like an hour long, that's why I didn't send it, because I was like, I don't know if you can actually watch all this, because it's kind of slow. Yeah. But I, I uh, weird uh, promoted thing for some kind of Japanese news website or oh, something, yeah? but they just keep putting all these cool documentaries on it. Ooh. Well, the first one I watched was about... Uh, I think I can't remember the name, like Trigun or something. One of them fucking big mecha mangas. Oh, okay, uh, that's been like from the '70s or something that got real famous. Uh, it was the creator of that, and it was another manga artist. And it was the whole thing was about the older guy and the younger guy was there, like one they were talking about how they do things differently. But you watch the older guy like do his, his how he does like a page of his current project. Uh, and they did a couple pages where he was like going through it and how he draws, and it, it literally went through everything from his like the brush, the way he does brushes instead mm. of pens. It's like it was really fucking cool. But watching it was just like so unique because one, you see the flow. Like first he starts and it's just like constipated. You're just fucking looking at the blank page, and then all of a sudden he starts and he likes to start with faces. He does like Ooh. the things I've always, t- the things I that's al- like standing with hands. Yeah, but like the things I always did is, when I was like drawing and stuff that I always would here you'd get poo-pooed for it turns out like this is how one of the best fucking manga artists of all time does it is he starts with like the eyebrows because and yeah. he explained is it, like well the expressions like really to sell like the face and then yeah. he'd go into the eyes and and it was just amazing how the whole scene would unfold because it would look like dog shit. You'd be like, oh, what? I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. And then all of a sudden... like It just big, takes form. Well, like this big blob, he does two more strokes and then it's actually a hand in perspective, yeah. like up close. And then, and then it's a, it turns out it's an upward, downward angle. Like, it's mm. fucking crazy. But it was so interesting watching how he does it and talk about it and just breaks all conventions because he came from an, an, uh, an anime background. Okay. So he draws... The way you would like how they did the an anime business, like with motion in mm-hmm. mind and all this stuff. And it just like made really unique manga art. And then the other guy who's a traditional manga artist was going like how he does things. And I'll just like, again, if you have an hour to watch, yeah. like, it is actually really interesting. It's just, like, because it's on your phone, it's kind of tough. Right. I think you can get on your TV, but, I, like, it was, like, a Japanese news network. It's, say you get on, like, if you have Amazon Fire or something. Yeah, like.
1: Maybe you can cast it onto your TV or something. Yeah, but,
0: like, I just, it was just so interesting. But just going with, like, how you were talking about the process. Like, I'm not a fucking, like, I, I like mangas, but I'm not a manga artist, but I was yeah. enthralled the whole time watching that. So if I could see, like, Stephen King's process of how he sets up scenes or like we could see a Neil Gaiman like oh. his masterclasses are just amazing well, you didn't get to the comic book one no. yet because he does like show how he kind of does the uh, rough drawing first to get the story going and it's like it's just so fucking cool I could watch that all day so I would love to see like what's Haruki Murakami's approach to it and not oh, yeah. just the actual writing like does, like, he likes to run a lot. So does he, like, you have a montage of him running and talking yeah. about what he was thinking while he was running, coming up with ideas, and how images are, you know, they transform images into words. And it's just like, it, I'd be endlessly entertained by that. And I think a lot of fans who just like reading would, Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I would, uh, I've even suggested, like, the Masterclass, some Masterclass stuff to people who aren't writers who just like to read. I'm like, especially like uh, those girl at work, like I've gave her some Neil and stuff to read. Some of it she's like, some of it she hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you should get the master class and just listen to him talk about writing you know what that you effect would, is would, the bob ross effect yeah you just you love it like not only like the, the like we've, we've said something but his fucking just awesome like honeysuckle just british voice like yeah it's just music to the ears but just his the way he talks about stories and breaks it down is just so interesting and made, like just gives you a real
0: perspective on the craft well and i've watched like like japanese woodworkers i've watched like fucking span like uh mexican moonshine distillers. like i watch many documentaries that are fascinating and i think what the thing comes down to is it's really interesting watching and listening to people who are masters at a very specific thing talk about the thing that they're so passionate about that they dedicated their whole life to it like that is just amazing Like even when you watch like wrestling documentaries it's so cool because these guys a lot of times are such fucking train wrecks Mm mm-hmm But then you look at them, and it's like, but they're so dedicated to what they're doing. Yeah, especially
1: those old-time guys, like... Even if
0: they're addicted to drugs and partying and doing all this shit, once it's, like, ring time, like, because that's always the big downfall is when they finally go to the ring fucked up. Yeah. Like, too fucked up to perform, and then, like, that's when it's the crash. Not when they're too fucked up get drunk driving Mm -hmm. to the venue or anything like that. It's just when they can't perform. But when it comes down to the actual performance, it's, like, the most... Like it's like a serious, light switch being turned on. Yeah, it's on. like, no, this is what I dedicated my life to, this is what I'm doing. That's why when you get a wrestler, even if they're good, but you could and you get that with a lot of modern wrestlers too, where it's just about like the gimmicks and marketing. Uh the old heads always hate it. And I understand because they're not passionate about what they're doing. They're just trying to make a buck and get famous. That the, but the, you could always spot that. Yeah. Like you could always sniff that out, and you're just like, ah, oh, that guy sucks. there's like they're passionate,
1: but it's like they're just they're they're fanboys of it. And it's like Different.
0: It's different other than like they want to mimic their idols versus become their own yeah, person. Because
1: like I don't think like I mean like and I think like the like those old wrestlers, now like, granted that there's like the, like all of them probably probably fan of wrestling beforehand. But like we talked about this before, like off my like there has to be the majority of wrestlers now have to be like fans. Other than yeah. like you get like those block Brock Lesnar's, the Kurt Angles, like those kind of guys who weren't. But like I'd have to say at least like 90% of both Male and female wrestlers now were, like, a fan. And, like, this was always their dream. And, like, back then this was, like, that was how they made money.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They, like, and they made a lot of it. Well, it's just funny you say, like, Kurt Angle specifically because that guy literally fucking broke his neck and back and everything for the business that he probably wasn't a big fan of. Like, and Brock Lesnar, say what you want about Brock Lesnar now, but I've seen that man land on his neck doing flips and shit that he shouldn't be doing and it's just like, no, these guys, even if they're not, they weren't necessarily fans, they still gave it their all. Yeah. They weren't like, and maybe when they got older, especially Brock Lesnar, kind of phoning it in, but he had that in any job, really. Uh, But that that's always, inter- like, that's another thing, like, when you see, you're seeing this a lot now with NFL athletes, Uh, I pick basketball more just because. Uh, you're more familiar with basketball. Yeah, I'm more familiar with basketball. But you get guys like a Kyrie Irving or something who, so, like, fucking one of the top skilled players ever. They got the most amazing talent, and obviously worked fucking worked balls to off get it. to get it. But doesn't really like being a professional basketball player. It seems like um,
1: that, or it's like it's not necessarily that they don't like it, but they just they don't have that drive, like that Michael Jordan drive. They don't have the drive. It's to not be the everything best. to them. They the they're, they're content with being in the league. It's a means to an end for them. Yeah, the they're, they're, they're content with being in the league making all the money that they're making. Yes, they would like to win a championship, but it's not that. Thing. Like, Michael Jordan, like, if he didn't, you know, if they didn't win a game, if they didn't win the championship, like, they were going to be hell to pay yeah. for him and anybody else around him.
0: Uh, Like, in like, NFL, you see a lot of players where, and I get it because, like, you know, I, I always say your health comes first no oh, matter yeah. what. So they, like, a lot of these running backs and stuff, they only play, like, what 4 or 5 years yeah. prime in the league and then they just retire they're like fuck well, it
1: well there's a lot of i think like like second tier like the not the main like superstars that are just like hey i'm going to work my like first like contract to however much that is and whatever money i get from that take it and like And, you know, be smart with it and play it into other business adventures, which isn't a bad mood. No, they're being smart, but
0: they're seeing the NFL as a means to an end. Yeah. Versus guys back in, like, John Unitas time where they're fucking breaking their necks and they're going to work in the steel mill, like, the next day. And, like, they were doing it for the love of the game. And that's where the old heads really come into gripe with any sport, like, basketball. Like, these guys all had jobs and then played basketball. (laughs) It's like... Are you really that passionate? And that goes with the old writing adage. It's just like, would you be writing if it you knew you weren't ever going to get published? Would you be writing if it wasn't as easy to write? Like, say, you had to write with a typewriter or whatever well, your crutch is. I wouldn't be able to. But you think after a while you'd be like, I could write by hand. Yeah, yeah. Like do you think, like All right, you know, this is a cool idea. Like, do you just want to sit on ideas? Because I can't. And even if you weren't writing, I feel like then you just go back to drawing. Yeah, probably. honestly, like, it, it it would get it would get moved into
1: something else. The, the the creativeness would be pushed someplace else.
0: I just like every once in a while I'll come across somebody who is really talented at something. Uh, usually it's art. Usually it's drawing or oh, something yeah. like that. And they just I don't know if there's a resistance. If they're just naturally talented and don't have a passion for it, whatever it is, they just refuse. Well, to dive into that and they just or they just don't really seem to enjoy doing it even though they're really good at it
1: that or like i i see people who's like they they'll be good at certain things but they're like that's not they rather have their their job and it's like i just i, I draw for fun for yeah fun to relax which is whatever, fine which
0: yeah which is awesome which but is when good. you're immensely talented and you see that in that person you're like god damn it, i would kill to have that ability. yeah it's just like uh, and, but then maybe that's also part of the trajectory is if you're really good at something from the get-go and you never really had to work for it. Uh, it's easy to you, and maybe you don't really see that as something you'd want to pursue because it's not challenging.
1: Well, again, it's like uh, to go back to the Michael Jordan thing. He got cut freshman year of basketball. He ain't never got cut after any team after that. You know. <laughs> but uh, to again, like with uh, with like the art, like the the, the the physical drawing or painting or whatever. What that is, I think that is can be even more difficult sometimes than writing to, like, because it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can write because there's novels and magazines and stuff like that, but, like, if you can draw or paint, uh, who's now, especially nowadays, are really, like, look, like, how do you make a living off of that? Yeah. And it, granted,
0: you know, we just said, like, if you... Well, dude, I got to show you something. It's actually going to be the book cover for the uh, anthology. Ooh. Ashley sent me two what I thought were really good pieces of art and then he told me he found a AI art generator and just oh. typed in random words, and that's what came out. Oh, crazy. So we don't need artists anymore, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll show you that in a second here because we're almost done. Well, here's one thing about artists, though, because you said how difficult art is, especially in regards to, like, compared to writing. Like, there's, there is, you know, there's different ways to tell a story, but when you're telling it through art, like, I think of, like, think of, like, a Fitzgerald. Uh, I can't think of the quote off my head, but let's just say he has a... A beautiful woman in a gown, not walking into a room, floating into a room. Just a very gentle metaphor. Mm-hmm. She's just floating. She's obviously not really floating. Yeah. But when you say that and like you read that, you get the image perfectly. Mm-hmm. Do an art version of Like do a painting version of that. Show that same woman coming in. How do you show her floating? Like that is very different. Because you can do it yeah. without actually having her float same thing. But you guys have to do it in the way the dress is flowing, and the way her hair is, and the way the lighting is, and the shadows, and everything. You have to do it in such a way where where the person seeing that image immediately goes, "Oh, she's like floating into the room without even noticing." Without it. even noticing. That is really fucking difficult, and that's why I can't be an artist, but I can write that scene. Yeah, uh, and I'll stick with that. Do you have anything else to add, sir? I don't think so. We've been kind of rambling on for a while now. Right fun fact folks I made Spencer I, well, I got this book uh, Anthony Bourdain's first novel bone in the throat we're not gonna be doing this for the podcast most likely but I just want to make you aware because I like Anthony Bourdain yeah I saw a clip of him randomly uh, actually that had to do with the, the Queen he was at a dinner okay. and a bunch of guys like I don't know I don't know if he's in England or where but they were like they did a cheers and they did a toast and they're like to the Queen mm-hmm. and Anthony Bourdain stopped and he's like no I don't like the aristocracy like <laughs> he didn't do it and I was just like oh, I forgot I lo- I really like that yeah, guy yeah he was a good good dude and it made me think oh you know what I've been wanting to buy his book I'm just gonna do it while I can yeah um uh, nothing to do with anything but uh, if you want to check out our work and we will be publishing Halloween submissions here soon uh dot com and get your submissions in don't forget. Uh, you can go to Drunk penwriting on Twitter to follow us and see our saucy memes we post. And then you can do the same on Facebook and Instagram at Drunken penwriting And Spencer's only fan, you're not the Mongolian munchkin. What the fuck were you? Mongoloid. <laughs> Madrid mm, Mongoloid. Yeah. Spencer the Madrid Mongoloid Church. Uh, so anyway, we'll check you next time.